Welcome to Call Us Mommy Podcast, where we get real about mom life, relationships, and careers. I'm Tiana, a single mom of three. And I'm Marielle, a married mom of four. We're both on a mission to empower you not to settle in any area of life. Welcome back to Call Us Mommy. We are here with Macy Troyer, who is a fellow uh, Bedfordite uh, Hoosier. She's also from the same small town that Tiana and I are from. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with her today. Um, she is also a businesswoman. Um, she has started her own online business, is writing a book, which is amazing. Um, she's doing a lot of amazing things. And so I'm going to let her share a little bit about that with you. But we reconnected with her probably like a year or two ago um, when she was looking for an assistant and went down that road with her. And um, it's just been a joy to have her to talk to and shoot ideas around with every once in a while and watch her and cheer on in the background from social media. So I'm excited that we're finally connecting and having this conversation, but I'll let her tell you more about what she does and then we'll jump into the episode. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to chat with you too. And I'm so grateful too, for your services and the way that you've paid the way, paved the way for other women and have also helped me through your businesses with having an assistant. So thank you about my business. So it's called Goldie Social Media. I started this almost four years ago and we work with all kinds of companies for-profit and non-profit all over the U.S., and we work with a few companies outside of the U.S. to help them tell their story better so that they can achieve their overall business goals faster. So whether that's hiring, um, increasing sales, expanding to a new area, we're able to build the like, know, and trust factor faster for them to be able to achieve their goals. So we do all of the uh, corporate communications, video content, graphics, all things social media. And then we also help on the PR side of making sure that their image and the perception of the brand is very clear and positive in the public eye. So whether that's good or bad reviews, messages, comments, we take care of all the good, bad, and the ugly all through social media marketing. But we really partner closely with them as a strategic marketing partner because we understand their overall marketing goals and work closely with them as if they had us as their employee on their team. That was, I'm sold. That was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, so I, what we want to talk about with you is kind of like your origin story of how you got into all this, because I feel like immediately some of our listeners might be listening to me like, wow, like that is way out of my level. Like she sounds incredible. And I think what we've talked about here and there, and like before we started recording this episode was just how, how much we are the same people as like our listeners um, we've just taken some different paths to get where we are now. So I guess my first question for you is at what point did you realize like in high school or college, did you know you were going to have like an online business that was kind of outside of the norm that we all grew up in here in a small town in Indiana? Um, like when did you, this idea hit? Yeah, great question. So I'll share a little bit about like my background growing up. So in high school, I did not take school very seriously. Um, I was like an average, like B, I had C's at times, like I was a social butterfly, loved friends, loved hanging out, was not thinking about my future or taking it seriously. Um, I thought that I would go to college and I did go to college, but in high school, I was just trying to have fun, didn't have a vision for my life at that point. And that was fine with me because I really was able to enjoy being a high school student at a young age. So after high school, I moved to Indianapolis, where I went to Indiana University, Indianapolis, 
And that's where I started to really find myself and my purpose. Moving away from a small town at 18 was really helpful for my growth. I relied very heavily on my parents to help me with a lot of things. I was very dependent on them. So moving away helped shape me to be a woman and like accelerated that faster just from moving away from a small town, having to figure things out on your own. So I was really grateful for my college experience. Um, I went to business school and I was between business school or nursing, which is very different. And I was <laughs> like, and I was like, okay, business sounds safer because if you don't like nursing, that's like completely yeah. changing like everything in the medical field. So I was like, okay, business school sounds better, but I didn't even have like a clear vision at that point of what I want for me. And I was fine with that. I was like, I'm just going to figure it out along the way and baby steps and baby steps. When I was a junior, I was part of an organization called Student Organization for Alumni Relations. It was called SOAR. And I was doing their social media to learn about social media marketing. My degrees were in marketing, business management, and international studies. So I wanted to be in marketing. Being part of that organization, I had someone older than me. Her name's Manpreet, and I worked with her for a long time with Goldie. She's an amazing person. She taught me social media marketing in college. And so I kind of like started getting my feet wet in the social media marketing space. And when I graduated, I moved to South Bend and got a position at a commercial real estate company doing business development work. But I had a variety of other tasks. And one of them was running our social media and then also running all of the commercial development social media. And I was able to help change the perception of that company from being like an old school at the time, 75 year old company to being like this new, innovative, um, awesome, current relevant company through what I was doing on social media. So other people started asking if I would go like to coffee with them and teach them about what I'm doing at that company and how I'm able to like elevate their brand. And so I had some CEOs reaching out to me. I had some other people. I had people trying to recruit me to come work for them. And that's when I had my light bulb moment of, oh, wait, I could start a business doing this. And at a young age, I was very entrepreneurial. I did all kinds of crazy things to make money. I would do Elvis impersonations at church and get, you know, paid in quarters, which is super weird. That is hilarious. I love that. I like that. Yeah. You and Tiana might have to connect because I know that she's got some weird things that she did to make money as a kid too. Right. Like, you know, made bracelets, candles, like would sell things, like just always trying to make money. So I thought, you know, maybe eventually I would start my own business. And having other people tell me what I was good at and seeing potential in me was part of my transformation of, okay, I think I'm going to be a business owner. I want to start a business. Mm -hmm. Second piece was when I was in my corporate job, I didn't feel completely fulfilled and passionate. I wasn't like waking up every day, like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. I'm so grateful. I just didn't have that. And so I knew that I wasn't in the right place. And I couldn't be doing this long-term. So I partnered with their career coach and that partnership and going through different tests and doing a lot of self-discovery really helped me learn that ultimately I would be a good business. Owner. That's awesome. I love 
I love that mindset. I do have to know though, because like your parents have more like, like traditional jobs, correct? Yes. What did they think about you? Like going into this world, like, oh, I'm going to start my own business. Yeah. So my parents are the best humans ever. They always told me you can do whatever you want to do. You can become whatever you want to become. I wanted to be an astronaut for a long time. When I was little, I wanted to be an actress. Like I've always had these like big, crazy dreams and they've always told me you can do it, which is why I think I have a lot of confidence and self-belief is from my parents. They do have more traditional jobs. My entire family has more traditional jobs. So I remember one Christmas I came home to Bedford and was telling my family like what my next steps are, that I'm about to launch a business. And I specifically told my uncle, I was like, I'm working on building my personal brand and communicating more about social media. So when I launch my company, Goldie, like it will be like in their subliminal, the audience is subliminal because I've been creating messaging and content that I'm an expert in the space. He laughed and was like, what are you talking about? He's like, this sounds like so different. And I was like, okay, like it kind of, you know, took me back a little bit, but I was like, he just doesn't understand my world because he's in the medical field and I'm in business. So like, I can't talk the same talk as him when it comes to business because he doesn't understand my world and I don't understand his. Mm -hmm. So I did have a little bit of a hurdle with the people that I love and trust most, you know, just specifically that experience of like, okay, maybe am I crazy? Like I'm not crazy. So I've had a lot of support. And the biggest thing is just having your own self-belief that you can do this. You are here for a purpose. What you're pursuing is intentional. And there's a reason why you want to, and there's a reason why you have a drive because that will get you past people who laugh at you or say, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there weren't a lot of social media agencies. There's always been digital marketing companies since the internet, but not a lot of social media agencies. So I also was aware of that as well, of people being confused about specializing in social media for companies. Well, And especially around here, because that's still something that's so misunderstood and like not really valued. Um, like when you were talking earlier about working for a company that you kind of wore a lot of hats for and one of them was social media. That was kind of my light bulb moment of like, even after I got into the virtual assistant world of how easy it is to start a business. <laughs> because I think as you know, we, we grow up, we see these adults and we see these companies and we're like, they must have this like massive marketing com- or department or budget or, you know, whatever to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Like these adults must have it together. And then you become an adult. And especially when you move back to your hometown and like, no offense to any adults in my hometown, they're like, are you talking about me? I'm not. But like, you realize they don't, it's not like they have it together in a way that you were were having to wait for, or like that you don't right now. They're literally figuring things out as they go, just like you are right now. But you see adults in the way that they run things um, whenever you become an adult. And it just kind of like shifts your perspective of like, oh yeah, I can do this because they didn't have something that like, you know, I thought I would have to get at some point. Um, and especially like with, I feel like these things like social media, the things that I was doing as a virtual assistant that I was not, I did not think that I was qualified to do kind of opened my eyes to that of like, okay, they just need a human doing this, who is capable, willing to figure things out and problem solve, and obviously have a little bit of savviness to be able to like, you know, put some colors together and like put graphics together and do the things that they should do. But even if they can't do that, find somebody who can and be trusted to like handle that process. Um, so I think that is one thing that we see a lot of 
our assistants opening their eyes to, which is really cool is I feel like I got that perspective, like leaving our small town too, but you don't have to do that. Like Tiana didn't leave our small town to find that world. But when you get into it and you start working with clients and then, you know, you get someone locally that's like, Hey, can you do that for me? And then someone else locally that says, Hey, can you do that for me? And you realize, okay, these people didn't have anybody to do that for them. And they didn't even know that that was a thing. Whereas like, you're thinking, Oh, I would never work with so-and-so because they probably already got that under wraps or they don't think it's important or whatever. We just, you just don't know. Like you don't know what you don't know. So if you are from a small town and you want to become a virtual assistant or do something else and you think, well, it wouldn't work for me because I don't know how to do it. I'm not capable. I don't have the experience, whatever. Or people around me, are they've already got it figured out. Like they don't. If you mm-hmm. want to do it and you don't have that like self-confidence, find people around you who do. Cause like, I don't have that self-confidence. My parents told me I could be anything. So I think that did help, but like, I still wasn't very confident, but I found people to build me up and like, remind me that I could do things. And I found clients who would also put me in situations to be able to use my, you know, abilities and talents the best, instead of just giving me whatever and like, you know, helping I figure it out. So I think you just have to be careful with who you surround yourself with. I also love that you mentioned that your uncle was like supportive, but also didn't understand your world because, and you didn't let it stop you, but you also understood that like, you don't understand his world. And that is, I feel like something that, especially if you are from a small town where people just don't understand what you're doing, no matter what it is, if it's something new, just think about it like that way. I don't know what like the nurses and the doctors are doing, but they also don't know what I'm doing. So I think that's such a good, and we don't question their thing because it's, it's the traditional jobs, but it's like, they question ours. Cause they're like, is this fake? Is this a scam? Like, Oh, online business. Like, are you okay? Like giving your, you know, information, are you actually getting paid? Like those are questions we get. And we're like, I mean, we've been doing this for like, I think I've been getting paid for seven and a half years. Yeah. I mean, after working for like four years in this world, I, one of my clients flew me out to New York for just like a team, you know, retreat. And I remember father-in-law being like, are you sure that this is okay? Like, I I'm really worried that this client is going to like kidnap you or something. I'm like, I don't think that they would play like a four year long game to like, just, you know, pretend to be my client and like me, the virtual assistant for me to fly out to New York. And then them like, I think that we're good. We're probably safe. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, I think it's just really hard for them to wrap their head around. Yeah, absolutely. And earlier you brought up the point of not feeling like you have confidence or are able to do it. And one thing that I've learned from starting my business and becoming more confident is like, nobody does it like me. And some people love that I do it like me. And I'm sure there are people that don't love that I do it like me. And then those aren't my ideal customer. Same with, you know, anyone who wants to become a business owner or a virtual assistant. No one can do it just like you. And everyone is so unique and has different experiences and personalities and ways of doing business that make them a perfect candidate for somebody out there. So that was something that also pushed me forward is like, no one can do it like me. Like I'm very energetic and excited to work with people and positive. And a lot of my clients really like that aspect about working with me because They're like, can we do this? I'm like, yes, we can. And we're going to do it in a week. And I'm going to send you the plan and we've got this. And it motivates them as well. So same with anyone listening. No one can do it quite like you, whether you're bubbly or not, like you have a perfect client out there that's waiting for you to say, hey, I'm here to offer my services. Yeah. And I don't know if that mindset of like, you have to be the first person to do something to be able to do it well. I don't know if that comes from like, 
a small town of like, you know, if we have more than one coffee shop, it might be a little crowded or like whatever. But if you go to a big city, there's like hundreds of coffee shops, hundreds of boutiques and things like that. So like, I, I, I really, I agree with that. And also I think it's hard to imagine how many people, how many customers you would have out there on this online world. Like we still think of like, well, how many business owners do I know in my own town or my own state? And like, how many of them would even work with someone like me? And even then it would be a lot, but like, it's just hard for us to conceptualize. And so I think that perspective is, it's, it's one that we use a lot with the ladies in our program of like, you know, um, rejection is sometimes redirection. So if you get a client and you, you know, have a conversation with them, you explore working together and it doesn't work out, most likely you felt something on your side too, of like not wanting to work with them. So it's a good thing in the long run. You just have to see it as that and not as, I didn't get that client and I really need my first client or my first paycheck or whatever. And yes, like you need those things, but you don't want to do it if it's in the long run going to, you know, basically put you back where you were before you got into this business because you wanted to enjoy it. You're going to be back to where you were in your nine to five where you're working for someone you don't like working for. So I think that's a really healthy mindset to have. Yeah. Self-respect for yourself to not say yes out of desperation to get your first client if they are not respecting you, your timeline, um, you know, working with you in your hours and the way that you want to be communicated with via email or phone call. So I'm spot on with you when you talk about that. Like, don't just say, yes, I'll take you out of desperation because they're going to drain and suck the life out of you where you won't be able to serve other customers well, because this one client is just not, not ideal for you. I do have to know, starting your business, do you get any no's from anyone or was it just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm laughing because when I received my no's, I get told no, even mm -hmm. now. Like, I think that's part of life and that's part of business. Mm -hmm. So you cannot be afraid of being told no. When I first started my business and was told no, it broke my heart. Oh my goodness. I thought my world ended. I like had to take like an hour, like out of my day to realize like, am I going to be okay? Like, what did I do wrong? Like, why don't they like me? So my issue with that is I was processing it as if it had something to do with me more so than my business and my services and how I could help solve that prospects issues that they're having. And so that was you know, that wasn't good for me to think that it was something personal because it wasn't. So now, even when I get told no, I just am able to separate it. They're telling me no to my business services because it's not a fit, or maybe I am not a fit for them. Maybe they want, you know, some large team with advertising, a lot of advertising experience, for example, and I don't have that. So maybe it's that, but being able to separate my identity from my business has been very helpful when I do get rejected because it doesn't cut as deep. But the first time I did get told no, I was, I was, it does. I, it, I remember getting the first, like, of course, like I had no's like in my, my virtual assistant business, but when we started laptop and littles, I remember the first, I mean, I feel like the first 50 no's, like you take offense to it. You're like, is it me? They just don't like me. It, it's just me. And it's not. And I think about it this way. Like I had to take a step back and be like, okay, how many people have I said no to, but I still like them as a person. It's just that I don't want that product or like, it, it's just not a good fit for me. Just know you are going to get told no. It's just part of it. So accept it. You're going to get told no. And when that day comes, you'll be a little bit more prepared. Like, oh yeah, like I know I'm going to get told no. And today was the day and tomorrow might be the day too. And it's just part of the journey. Like it just has to happen.
Yeah. I think accepting that is something that I should have done way before, but I was still working through like people pleasing and a lot of different things. And at the very beginning, when we had people even question like our integrity for talking about this world as if it was real, I took offense to that. Cause I was like, well, maybe, maybe I haven't been doing this for 10 years. Maybe it's not real. <laughs> like I was questioning myself and I'm like here, you know, we've remodeled our house. Like we, I mean, my husband makes good money. Like he has a good job, but like he worked in nonprofits for a significant part of the beginning of his career. So I was the one bringing in the money and I was the breadwinner. And so we did a lot of things off my income, which was based on a virtual assistant career. So like they had me questioning that just because their small mind couldn't wrap their head around what I'd done, which is crazy. So like, if you're listening and you're like, I don't know if I could do that. I get it. But I did. I just finally came to terms with like, look what I've done. And then my husband and Tiana kept telling me like, Every time we'd have someone say like, I just quit my job and I'm, you know, a full-time virtual assistant, I'm home with my kids or like some amazing success story. It was like, you know, your course did that, like your program did that. And so unfortunately I had to have that validation to get to that point. But like, if you can get to that point beforehand, you will just like get so much farther faster and it'll be way less, you know, painful. Absolutely. Yes. And just thinking about how many women and men too lives you've changed from your business. I'm sure you guys both fall asleep at night thinking, wow, like I'm so grateful that God gave me this desire because we're now transforming other people's lives through our programs and our businesses. Yeah. And that was like our original mission. So it's, it's always like good to bring it back to that. So I would love to hear from you because you mentioned that you are, you, well, you wrote a book and you're releasing it in two months, you said. So if you would talk about that a little bit, because I definitely think that our, especially since I know we have some Bedford listeners, they would probably love to hear from like a fellow Bedfordite. Tell us about your book and how they'll be able to find it when it comes out. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I have been curating this book for two years now. It has been a really a process of writing this book um, through my experiences and um, just my perspective on entrepreneurship. And so um, one of the biggest things that I've experienced as an entrepreneur is making sure my mindset is right. That's something that a lot of people don't talk about in the entrepreneurial world. They talk about your business plan and financing and being compliant. They talk about all of those very um, specific things that make sense if you were to go to business school or look it up online. But we just don't hear often about adjusting your mindset to be your optimal self as an entrepreneur. So we just talked about rejection. So thinking about, you know, rejection and how that could hurt your business or just stop you in its entirety if you aren't going to be resilient. So the book talks about preparing your mind for the world of entrepreneurship. So it's really considered step zero and it's called, thank you. The book is called ready mindset go. Because before you start, let's get your mind right. Let's get your confidence built up. Let's learn to be resilient and believe in yourself. And having the right mindset of serving others in entrepreneurship is very important as well. So you don't experience burnout. So the book talks about all of that for an aspiring entrepreneur or somebody who has even ever just thought of, what would it like to be a be a business owner? I love that. So when Ariel and I, okay, so you can think too, like we were virtual assistants. So we had online businesses before we started Laptop and Littles. But when we started Laptop and Littles, within that first month, we hired a business coach. And the only thing that that business coach worked on with us was mindset. And we would roll our eyes, okay? We'd be like, we already know. Just tell us how to do X, Y, Z. Like, tell us the systems we need to have in place. And he's like, no, it starts with mindset. 
And now like three years later, we can look back and we still utilize the things that he taught us. And I'm like, I am so thankful for him instilling that in us, even though we thought we needed, you know, all like the X, Y, Z, like set up before we did mindset, like that was so low to us. So I absolutely love that because like we were talking about earlier, like how you can be in your own mind and that right there will just stop you in your tracks of your business. And so thank you. I relate to you as well. When you talk about a business coach in year one, I had a business coach as well, because I, I just needed that mental oomph to go to the next yes. level. And my mindset wasn't of such abundance that I could go there yet. And so she really helped me, which is, you know, parts of the book references back to those experiences that I had, like before my coach and after my coach and how that has helped, you know, ignite me to go to the next level as an entrepreneur. So I love that you had a business coach as well. And it cracks me up like mindset, like whatever, but it does roll my eyes at him. He'd be like, Tiana, you're rolling your eyes. I'm like, absolutely. I am like, this is annoying. (laughs) You're like, I don't want to work on me. Like, I want to just know like step A, B, and C. Yes, like what strategy do I need to do? What funnel do I need to have set up? And he's like, no, mindset, mindset. And I I love it. I love it now. And I'm so thankful. And that is something that we like, we sh- like stress to our ladies in our program is like, if your mindset is not there, you're doubting yourself, like that right there is just going to stop you from getting your perfect client. And so I love that. I cannot wait for your book to come out. Thank you so much. So I'm still working on finalizing the date, um, but I w it will be on macytroyer.com and then it will be sold on Amazon. And then you can also find it through my website. And so when I do have that date, I will be sure to share it on my socials and um, I'll share it with you too, as well, just so you guys know. Perfect. Okay. Speaking of socials, where can they find you? Yes. So I've got Instagram. I've got a personal Instagram, which is Macy underscore Troyer. And then if you're interested in following the social media agency, it's, it's Goldie, G-O-A-L-D-Y. And then I've got LinkedIn. I've got Facebook. Um, Those are the main platforms that I focus on. Um, So I'd love to connect with any of you. Even if you have any questions, I would love to connect with you and help encourage and empower you and answer any questions that you have. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Call Us Mommy podcast. If you want to spend more time with us, make sure to hit follow. And if you like the episode, share with a friend and leave a review.